0: Save me.
1: Thank you, Missy. If you would open your Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24, and we'll be looking at verse 12 this morning. As you're turning there, I'll ask you a question: How much evil, or how much more evil? Do we have to see in the world? Think about how society was 30 years ago. Think about how it was 20 years ago. I mean, 30 years ago, it was Mayberry compared to what we have today. But what we see is that as the population increases on this planet we see sin and evil increasing. Not because evil can increase, but the number of people committing evil acts, the number of people sinning, the number of lost is what is increasing. I mean, think about it why we see the things that we see going on in society is because the number of spiritually dead increases. And when you think about the church, what we see in the church over the past 120 years is a falling away. So as society increases there is not a proportional increase in the number of saved because people are falling away from the faith. I mean, think about, for instance, England. You know, if you look at the statistics for England, it will say, oh, well, there's 30 or 40 million people that are members of the Church of England. Well, the reason they're members of the Church of England is because when you're born in England you automatically become a member of the Church of England. But go to a church in England today, a a cathedral that could hold eight or 900 people, you'll be lucky to see 20 people there. And the rot that we see in the church that's taking place in Europe is now affecting the churches in the United States. Yet... This is all foretold. And this, these things that we see taking place must take place before the return of Christ. Look at what Jesus says in the Gospel of Matthew 24, verse 12. It's written, And because iniquity shall be increased... The love of many shall be cold. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you today, I just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. And Lord, we just thank you and praise you that we could just come today to worship, that we live in a a country where we still have the freedom to worship. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us today as we look into your word, as we worship together today, Lord. And Lord, if there's anyone here today that needs to make any decision, if there's anyone that needs to just receive you as Lord and Savior, I just pray, Lord, that you would speak to their hearts. And again, Lord, I just thank you and praise you for all the blessings that you've given us, the blessings of life and liberty, just the the blessings of just being able to come and fellowship today. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us today, that you would just bind down Satan and let him have no part of the service today. And Lord... I just pray that you would give me the words to say and you would hide me behind the cross and let the words that are spoken be your words. And again, Lord, we just lift up those that are sick and shut in, those that are traveling today, those that have lost loved ones. We just lift them up to you and just ask your blessings upon each one. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, in Matthew chapter 24, Jesus is teaching the disciples about what is going to happen before his return. Specifically, the things that are going to happen in the end times. Now, as I've mentioned before, the end times began when Christ ascended back up into heaven. That is when the end times started. And the closer we get to the return of Christ we are going to see more and more prophecies concerning his return being fulfilled. The greatest one was witnessed in 1948 with the restoration of Israel as a nation. But what Christ is teaching the disciples here, specific things that are going to take place before his return. And out of this chapter, I want to focus on this one verse. Now we're going to look at another verse in this chapter as well as a verse in 2 Thessalonians, but I want to specifically look at this verse because I believe this is something that we are seeing taking place before our very eyes. Before Christ returns, he says that iniquity, sin, evil acts will Increase. But then he also mentions something else. He says, The love of many shall be cold. Basically, their hearts will turn cold. And all we have to do is look in the paper. And we see these things taking place. I mean, I was reading this morning about a pregnant woman that was hit over the head with a wrench and almost killed. They don't even know who did it. A postal worker was assaulted in New York City. You had a guy in broad daylight driving his car down the road and you had all of these teenagers gang up on his car and pull him out and steal his car in broad daylight. And these things just continue to take place the school shootings, the shootings at the the parade. We see iniquity increasing before our eyes and we see the hearts of many turning cold. I mean, how much violence do we see around us in society today? How much murder, assault, kidnappings, rape? Look at other sins, adultery, prostitution, fornication, drug addiction. We see all of these things taking place. We see all of these things increasing. But why do we see this increase? Again, we see this increase because population is increasing. And as population increases, the number of spiritually dead is increasing the number of lost has increased and because of that you have a moral breakdown in society we also have no leadership we have no leadership in any country in the world today why because the leaders are coddling immorality instead of enforcing laws There's a breakdown in law and order as a result of what's going on. And you also have a church where Christians are not going out and trying to reach people for Christ. And why do we have a church that is not doing this? Because many churches in the world today have filled their pulpits with people that do not even believe the gospel. One of the classes that I just took in seminary. The professor did not believe the Bible. And that's going on all over. I mean, think about it. How can you have a seminary that is supposed to be teaching people how to become better ministers and you have a professor teaching there that does not believe the word of God. Christians have fallen away from the truth. And you need to put quotation marks around the word Christian. Because a true Christian will not fall away from the truth of the gospel. Why? Because their hope is built on Jesus Christ and they know if they leave Jesus Christ they have no hope. But what we see is churches filling their pulpits with people that do not believe the gospel. The Christians in turn in those churches are not going out and reaching people for Christ because they don't believe it as well. And as a result... We see a crumbling society, we see evil increasing, iniquity increasing, and we see the hearts of many people growing cold. Why? Because the warmness and hope of Jesus Christ is not in their heart. Cold hearts, and with these cold hearts you have violence, you have hatred, and you have evil acts. Yet, we were warned about all of these things. We were warned that these things were going to take place. Turn over to 2 Thessalonians. Look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. Paul writes, Let no man deceive you by any means... For that day shall not come except there come a departing first, and that man of sin be disclosed even the son of perdition. Before the return of Jesus Christ, before his return for the church, the rapture of the church, the rapture of true Christians, before the revealing of the Antichrist can take place, there has to be a falling away of the church, a departing from the faith, or as the Greek word apostasia, the great apostasy must take place. But why must this happen? First and foremost, there's two reasons. The first is, it separates the wheat from the tares. It separates the wheat from the tares. Christ is separating the true Christians from the false. But something else When we see that happening, it is to prepare true Christians for the return of Christ. Because when Christians see the departing of the faith, when they see the apostasy taking place, it should move them to work for Christ because they know that he is about to return. That's the reasons. It separates the wheat from the tares and it prepares the church. It is a sign for true Christians that their redemption is drawing nigh, that Jesus Christ is about to return. But it also shows something else. It also shows that the revealing of the Antichrist is coming close. And the increase in iniquity, the coldness of hearts, is preparing the way for the Antichrist. Why? Because when the Antichrist is revealed, all the people that are lost, all the people that remain after the return of Christ for the church, are going to fall for the lies of the Antichrist. And if you have an increase in iniquity, if you have cold hearts, the world is ripe for that man's rule. And that's what we see taking place. But look at the state of the church today. How many churches, how many Christians have departed from the faith? How many have departed from the word of God and taken up the mantle of the world? I never thought that I would live to see a time where churches are glorifying the sins that they're glorifying today. We see the falling away all around us, just as we see the increase in iniquity, just as we see the coldness in people's hearts as they commit the most brutal of crimes and the most heinous of sins. We see this increasing all around us. And we sit there and we say, why are these things happening? The Bible tells us why these things are happening. And if people would open their Bibles and read them and study them, they wouldn't know why these things are happening. It's because Christ told us they had to happen before He returns. And we see it taking place before our very eyes. We see the falling away just as we see the increase in iniquity, just as we see the coldness in people's hearts. And through this, We know that the return of Christ is getting closer and closer and closer. And we know this for one other reason. Yes, we can see the increase in iniquity. We can see the coldness of hearts. We can see the falling away, but we also know His return is close for another reason. Look at what Jesus says in Verse 14 of Matthew 24. And the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached through the whole world for a witness unto all nations and then and then shall the end come. Think about what he's saying. Before the end comes before his return, the gospel must be preached throughout the entire world. That has happened. With the advent of television, radio, satellites, his gospel has been preached throughout the entire world. Think about something else. Not only has the gospel been preached in the darkest jungles of South America or the plains of Africa or in China or in Asia or in the Pacific Islands or Europe or Australia or wherever, it has been preached throughout the entire world, but there was another place where it was presented as well. When Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin landed on the moon, Buzz Aldrin read scripture and partook of the Lord's Supper. It has reached places where we never dreamed it would reach. But Christ tells us, once the gospel circles the globe and is preached everywhere, the end will come. And it has been preached everywhere. It has shown the love of Christ and what he accomplished on the cross to all people and every nation. Because that's what he says. It will be a witness to these countries, to these people. And it is, it's a witness to the love of God. And even though we see the increase in iniquity, even though we see the coldness of heart, even though we see the falling away of of the church, the gospel is still preached. And it is still reaching people. Hearts are still being changed. Regardless of what we see in the increase of iniquity, there are still people receiving Christ. But what these things show us, the gospel circling the globe, the increase in iniquity, the coldness of heart and the falling away of Christians, it shows us that Jesus Christ is about to return. Now when shall the end come? We don't know. And it's not for us to know these things. But Christ tells us that we need to look at the signs. We need to look at the signs, and because of the signs, we know it is close and come closer each day. So my question is this: You see the signs—the increase in iniquity, the hearts growing cold. You see the falling away. You see how the gospel has been preached all around the globe. Are you ready to meet Christ? Are you ready to meet Christ? And that's a question that must be answered. Are you ready to meet Him? And it must be answered. Because many people say they are ready. I mean, think about it. 60% of the people in this country proclaim to be Christians. If 60% of the people in this country went to church every Sunday, the churches would be overflowing. Many people say they are ready, yet their actions show they are not. The way they live their life shows they are not ready because it shows they do not know Christ as their Lord and Savior. Many people say they are Christians, yet they've never believed on Jesus Christ. And the fruit they bear, the way they live, show this. Search your heart. Examine yourself. Are you ready, truly ready, to meet Jesus Christ? Because with each passing day, We march closer and closer and closer to the promised meeting that we have with him. And it is a promised meeting because we will meet him one way or the other. Are you prepared to meet him? Answer that as we stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, I just thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that we can just learn from it. And I thank you, Lord, for the promise that you have given us of your return. And, Lord, I just pray that today, as we come before you, that if there's anyone here that needs to make any decision, you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.